You are listening to the Airbnb Disney Podcast. Paging Mr. Mara, Mr. Tom Mara. Please contact Mr. Johnson in the control tower to confirm your flight to the moon. Welcome, foolish mortals. If you're still coming in, it's great to see you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Airbnb Disney Podcast. My name is Barry, and as always, I'm joined by that hunk of a man in his fancy podcasting shirt. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Bill. Oh, oh, well, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you took uh, you took a week off from the uh, fancy podcasting shirt, sir. What's up with that? I left it in my car because I I wore it to uh, to meet Tater last weekend, and I realized last minute that it was in my back seat and I, and I live in a i'm upstairs i don't feel like going down to get it so i'm sorry understandable so uh, yeah yeah that's a long way all the way down to the car <laughs> we have a uh, a really good show for you tonight we actually have a special guest that's going to be coming on in just a couple minutes but first we wanted to talk about um yes magic magical um we wanted to talk about our auction that we had for give kids the world uh, Bill, I know you made a graph. Well, the graphics made, made, made it. Yeah, graphic, I didn't right? make anything. No, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, look at this. So, so far, we have raised over 6,000 in donations from bids and cookie sales. Uh, for and Give actually, uh, uh, I saw we had another $100 donation. So that's now up to $6,100. Yes, yes. And uh, thank you guys for the generosity. Um, the auction is now ended, but we made, they made, uh, well, we did. Uh, a lot of money off that. I know had to be over five thousand just off the auction. Yeah. Um. And George, he's one of the ones who donated. Uh, Thank you, George. Yeah, it's going to give kids the world. And believe it or not, I didn't think our dinner was going to go. I didn't think we were going to get one. I think it was again in the spirit of charity. Um. We uh. Yeah. Charity was given to us. Uh, so thank, <laughs> thank you, Sean, uh, for uh, pretending that uh, what we were giving out was uh, something worth bidding on. Yeah. So, Bill, what what do you say? Without further ado, we introduce our guest. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is her name is Magical Meg, and she's joining us. She is a vlogger and a YouTuber and someone who I've been following for actually a couple of years now. Um, I actually found you, Megan, on. Um, I was looking for reviews on the best Western oh, okay. uh, in Disney Springs. And <laughs> yeah. And I love uh, that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, uh, it gets a bad rap, but I was, I, I, I was staying there. I, I got a really good rate and I said, I'm just going to look cause you know, you, you're, you're curious. So I went on to look and you were the first one that came up when I searched that. And from there uh, I kept following you because I, I, you're like very bubbly and, and you have a lot of personality, and it, you're exciting, and it makes me excited to go to Disney. Oh, thank you! That means so, a lot. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. So, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your YouTube in general? Like, what kind of things do you cover on it? Yeah. So, my YouTube channel is Magical Meg, and I've been vlogging for about the past. Five years. I first started the first trip I ever vlogged was in 2014. And so 
it's just something that I have loved doing. I love sharing my Disney trips. I love the community that I've gotten to make through doing YouTube, you know, finding, we were kind of talking before we started here about, you know, how you two met each other through a Facebook group originally. And it's like, Disney really does have such a community aspect to it. And so that's really what I fell in love with, with doing YouTube. So my channel, I primarily vlog Disney content. I also do other travel things. I My most recent videos I just put up are actually from Hershey Park because I do live in Pennsylvania. I'm near Barrie in New Jersey. So that's, I do things like that, but mostly like I'd say like 98% of the content I post is Disney vlogs. That's my passion. That's awesome. Uh, now, uh, uh, how often do you get down to Disney? I get down. To, I try to get down at least um, four, five times a year. Um, this past year, obviously, has been a little bit different with just the current circumstances and everything. But you know, we're getting on the upswing of everything. I'm hoping to waiting for annual passes to come back because I lost mine during the shutdown. But then hopefully, I can have even more trips. And I'm actually hoping to move to Florida in the next year, year and a half. So hopefully soon I can visit Disney as a Florida resident. Same, same. That Hurry is up, the yeah. goal for me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to try it this summer. Um, I work for a school and most of the school's out for the summer. I'm not, uh, but I'm still, unless any of my coworkers are listening to this, in which case I'm not trying to do that at all. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Well, you what know, have I done? Uh, <laughs> um, I well, I knew you had it because I, I I heard that Delco accent when you were yes. Saying, <laughs> when, when, I, when you, before I even knew you were from the area, I knew you were from somewhere because you were saying water, and you were saying I was I was I was expecting you to say John somewhere in the video, John. Really, John. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Cool for me. I know all the Delco stuff, but what is John? John is a oh, I guess John is a Philly. Is that John? You never heard of that? No, I haven't, oh, heard I haven't either. Well, well, please I, explain, well, Barry. Well, I can't. It's 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 it's. I'm so curious now. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so um, Philly is where you primarily fly out of, right? Yes, I do. I am kind of like an hour so from Philly, so that is my home airport. I was telling Barry earlier, I'm kind of like in Amish country, like farm country, so I'm not really a city girl, but I'm close enough to Philly that I still have that bit of Delco in me. <laughs> and that's where I fly out of as well. I love it. I'm like 20 minutes from the airport and like, I'm a cheap ass. So like I get like frontier and spirit for like sometimes like $30, like one That's way. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Harrisburg is good too. That's my other one. I haven't gone out of there recently because they used to only fly into Sanford, Orlando. So then you have about an hour drive to get to like Orlando proper but you can sometimes get like I've gotten like twenty five dollar flights and stuff out of Harrisburg yeah. before, which is Frontier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With Frontier, uh, I, I the first time I took it, I had to uh, help uh, service the plane and turn it over. That's part of the way they uh, are able to offer such good rates. So mine that I won't do anymore is Spirit Airlines. That's like the only one that I had one Spirit Airlines flight. That one's that's yeah. <laughs> they ran out of water on the plane. There was no water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, they are what they are. And, you know, for that two, that two hours that it takes to get there, I, you know, I could, I could be in the back of the plane with the, with the chickens and the crates and that's fine. Yeah. Just as long as I get there. And for, for the prices, what they have gone up because we were looking, we were going in 
in July. We are going um, in July, and their prices have definitely gone up. I guess the demand has skyrocketed. So, mm-hmm. so you need to more flights. Yes. I had no idea that uh, that uh, Frontier uh, shipped chickens uh, in crates in the back of uh, planes. They'll ship anything. That, uh, They'll ship anything. That is uh, that is news to me. Thank you uh, for the update. Uh, Mary says she misses the fifty nine dollars flights. Yes, yes, me too. I've been seeing those prices skyrocket too. It really is. I think people are traveling again, but we still don't have the. They don't have the same amount of planes that they used to have going out of like Philly on a daily basis and. The demand's there. They need to bring it back. We need it. Yeah. Because I'm ready for those deals again. Yeah. No question. And they're probably trying to make up for their, their losses from, mm-hmm. <laughs> from the pandemic. So I get it. But, uh, but uh, you know, I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay. <laughs> We're I'll all pay. like that at this point. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you tell me what you owe or what, what I need to pay. <laughs> and I'm still going to pay it. Even though I'm going to say that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'll still pay it. Here's my credit card. Right. Uh-huh. So, Meg, how did you get into vlogging? Was it something that you always enjoyed or did you just decide to do it one day because you love Disney? I first got into vlogging. So I was saying earlier about how I really kind of fell into the Disney community and I love that aspect of it. So my family, we've gone to Disney my whole life. And it was in 2014 that I, well, I'll back it up. It was kind of like 2012, maybe even 2013 that I first got into like Disney Instagram And that became like, that was right when Instagram and photography on there was like becoming a big thing. And so I loved posting just pictures. I loved doing just the iPhone photography, taking pictures in the park and sharing it out that way. And through doing that, I started to, you know, meet people in the Disney community, make some Disney friends, which is always so much fun. And that right there kind of got me like interested in wanting to do something more. And I think the other big aspect was that I've always loved Disney blogs. Like to, I, more so than I watch Netflix or watch any type of standard TV show, I'm watching other Disney vloggers. And like, that's my entertainment in the evening. So I've always loved that and kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, you know, Oh, like that'd be fun to do. Like, I'd like to do that. And so just that one trip, I was like, okay, it was like the fall of 2014. I was like, I'm going to give this a go and ended up just loving it. And it just grew from there. And I just started, you know, each trip I would vlog more and more and just really, I love documenting like the memories and having it to look back on that's amazing and then just the friendships on top of that of getting to meet people and you bond with people online from all different parts of the country and the world that you all love the same thing and that's what I think has just always been so special for me speaking of um like uh the community um like how did you come to were you always a Disney fan when you were a kid or like, do you remember your first trip? Like what was your first experiences with Disney? So my first Disney trip was in kindergarten. So I've been like from a very young age, actually my parents, I credit them with being like the original Disney people in the family. They actually had a Disney honeymoon and they went every single year when they were first married. And then once I came along, that just continued. And really my first trip was when I was in kindergarten And we went every year after that. And around, I think I was like maybe 13 or so was when we got annual passes and started doing the multiple trips a year. And it's just ever since all my adult life now, I'm just (laughs) in Disney whenever any chance that I can get. So it's really been a whole family thing. And just my love, as I've gotten older, it's just grown even more and really getting into the aspect of the Disney community and being able to stay 
once I discovered, I think, Disney blogs and being able to stay in touch with the magic, even when you're not there, it just has sparked that even more. I, I watched uh, a video not too long ago uh, where you uh, did uh, Mickey's uh, Runaway Railway uh, for the first time. And I saw you were with uh, your family there. Um, so do, do you go down with them often? Yes. Usually it's always primarily my parents that I travel with. And that trip was actually my um, mom came with me, my grandmother. And that was really special. But usually it's always uh, me and my parents that head down Um but I also have done, I used to work in the travel industry. I don't anymore. But when I was doing that, I was traveling to Florida a lot. So sometimes I would have some solo trips sprinkled in there. But mostly anymore, I'm going down with the whole fam. Nice, nice. And uh, like, what do you uh, what do you do for work now? Now I'm actually, ever since COVID, I kind of transitioned out of working in the travel industry. That took a big hit during that time. But I actually, this past year fell into, I work in a preschool now. So I'm actually on break now for the summer, but I am a teacher's assistant in a preschool and I love it. It's been very different from what I used to do, but it's been an exciting new challenge and it's been very fun. So doing that and my YouTube on the side and that's been what's keeping me busy. (laughs) Uh, What, what, uh, I'm sorry, Barry, Uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to ask, so uh, being on break, I saw that um, there was a video you posted a couple, few, uh, maybe a few days ago, about you. You're doing uh, a lot more vlogs, right? You you said you were gonna doing daily content, um, and uh, yeah. So is it going to be? Is it really going to be daily? It's daily. Yes, I've been doing daily as of Saturday. I will be one week officially daily on YouTube, which is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. But there's always been, you know, just scheduling things. You know, when I was working a lot more during the school year, it was kind of harder. But now that I'm on break, I'm able to get myself caught up. So I am officially now daily every day at 4pm Eastern Standard Time, I'm posting a vlog on my channel. Nice, nice, very nice. That's great. Um, again, so it's 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 magical, Meg. Guys, if you want to look it up, it is a phenomenal channel. <laughs> magic, and magic. it is. It's magical. Uh, you get because you get the Disney pretty quite often. I mean, you had one. Uh, you're you were posting uh, vlogs from your last trip, which was what in October. Yes, the vlogs that are going up right now are still in my upload schedule from October of 2020. And that was our first um, big trip that we had back after the whole pandemic and the shutdown. So that was actually a more extended trip. We did a road trip down. And so we had that whole kind of, that was fun to vlog that along the way too, with stopping in Savannah, Georgia, and, you know, hit some different sites along the way. We did some other things in the area, like we checked out Clearwater Beach, which was a first for my family to get over to the Gulf side and get to see that, kind of have a East of that like local Florida lifestyle, that trip. So that was more of an extended trip that we were down for. We ended up staying, did a little staycation at Saratoga Springs, which I still am going to be posting those vlogs. So that's the trip series that I'm in right now that I'm uploading. And then I actually just got back from my most recent trip was um, last month in May. I was down the last week in May. And that whole trip, I think I've vlogged more than I ever have on that trip. So then after I'm done uploading the October, that will be the next trip series that I start is my May vacation. That's awesome. How, how long does uh, uh, like a, a series go for? Or does it really depend on how much content you, you, you get? It really depends on how much content I get. I was actually trying to figure this out the other day. And I determined that one day, like I think that day that you mentioned when we rode Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway for the first time. And I also that same day did 
Rise of the Resistance for the first time. So that single day when we were in Hollywood Studios, I determined I got like seven vlogs out of like one day of the trip. So kind of it really does depend on like how much I do in a day, how much I filmed and the way I break it down. But so typically there's times that, yeah, like a single trip, I can get 30, 40 videos out of that. And I feel like this next trip is going to probably be even more than that. And I have two trips in the books as well for one happening in August and another one happening in October. So I'll have then those coming up once I finish this content that I'm posting right now. Wow. Uh, so how much storage space do you need to house <laughs> all of those uh, videos? And do you find you're going to get further behind or do you reprioritize after each trip how you want to release things? How I want to share? Pretty much. And that's kind of, um, yeah, the video that Barry was mentioning that I kind of made my announcement about going daily. I've always kind of had, you know, YouTube's always been like my fun hobby. And I really never had like a set schedule videos would just go up sporadically some weeks would be more than others then I would like go a week or so without uploading I never really had like a consistent schedule over the years but just within this last year I've really tried to start being more frequent with my uploads and especially now that we are able to the parks are back open and we're able to go more I know that I can start working through my content so that was kind of also part of the decision to now I was like yeah I think I have enough now on my, you know, docket that I can go daily vlogs and start just getting all the content out there, which I'm, I'm very excited about. So yeah, there's still actually a pretty decent chunk for my October trip. And then I have all of May. And I think by that point, I would imagine probably by the end of this summer, I should be through with the October and May stuff, which will be perfect because then I would have just gotten back from the August trip and then be going into, I am going down for the 50th. That's exciting. So I just was able to literally just the other night secure a 50th reservation for magic kingdom because they increased capacity for that day. Mm -hmm. so that was exciting. So I'll then be ready to post all of those vlogs once we get to that point in time. So you got a reservation for the actual day, the, the opening day. Yes. The for um, magic kingdom on the 50th, October 1st. <laughs> wow. That's, that's uh that's going to be something special. No, no question about it. I just I, I wonder what they're going to do, but I'm sure Disney doesn't, they're going to do it up. They're going to do it up. Uh, Peggy's Peggy's here. She says, Meg's my fave. Hi, Meg. Hi, Peggy. Oh, my gosh. I love Peggy so much. She has been with me since the beginning as well. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, speak, uh, Chris Ilardi's here. He says, very cool. Enjoy the 50th. Chris is Thank the one. He, he has a also has a YouTube channel. It's called Disney Done Differently. And yes. Well, <laughs> we have a very flattering picture here, Chris. And, and, and Bill, what is Chris Ilardi if people don't know? Uh, well, Chris Alardi, in addition to having his own uh, YouTube page, which is, as you mentioned, Disney does differently, or Disney done differently, rather, uh, is also the official food correspondent of the Ear B&B uh, Disney podcast. Um, <laughs> there are all kinds of fun pictures we have of them. And uh, Chris did something amazing yesterday, uh, didn't he, Barry? Yeah. So what Chris does on his channel is he, well, he's a chef. Okay, so and what is his passion is food, um, and he takes traditional Disney dishes, um, and he does it. He puts his own spin on it. So this actually is the uh, not so little chicken sandwich from the Pim Pink, Test, uh, Pim's, yeah, yeah, Pim's Test Kitchen in Avengers Campus. Except he's got it here with a pretzel bun. I don't think, I don't think the original uh, one has a pretzel bun. So he does it with a little spin. 
and he has a vlog on how he does it, and it's a great it's a great channel. But don't so watch it when you're hungry. It's like Disney, but done differently. Diffed on a little bit differently. Yes, huh. absolutely. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's making me hungry now. <laughs> yeah, and I think well, maybe you guys can collab with some kind of food stuff. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how the YouTube world works. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so we already talked about, I saw something, uh, very cool on your Facebook and that was, uh, your grandfather had a flag ceremony. Yes. The flag retreat in magic kingdom. Yes. That is one of my family's just absolute favorite memories of just ever in Disney. That really Disney, the way that they just went above and beyond to make that moment so special for my grandfather and just our entire family. It is a moment I will never forget. Yeah, that's great. Um, do you have that? Is that a part of a vlog or? Yes, it is. That is, if you search, um, just magical Meg flag retreat, it should come up. I actually have two vlogs from that. I have the full ceremony that I filmed that day. And then I also have, um, like an actual vlog of like just that day and kind of the behind the scenes more so. So those are both out there on my channel. For the, uh, vl- the vlogs that you do that, uh, are kind of like a, uh, overview of a day like that one, how much editing goes into that kind of thing? There's a lot of editing behind the scenes, especially like, okay, so back then that was in 2015 that the flag retreat happened. And I go back and I watch that video and it's like shaky in parts and stuff. But you know, that was very much like the beginning stages of my YouTube channel. Um, but I'm just like, that's one of the things right there that I'm so happy. And I feel so blessed that like I have that moment like preserved to look back on. Um, so back then, like the full vlog of that day kind of behind the scenes and everything, I'm pretty sure it was just like one whole day in there, um, which I think is maybe like around a 20, 25 minute video or so. So typically those take me about two hours or so to edit. And so recently I've been getting, like I said, sometimes upwards of six, seven, you know, 20 minute videos out of one day. So that would take it each video. If it's around that length, usually takes about two to three hours, depending on like how much extra stuff I put in. Recently, I've kind of gotten a good formula down to be able to kind of quickly edit it and do it within, I'd say probably two hours at the most. Nice. Uh, Chris says, Meg is a pro. I love her videos. I'm a rookie fool with a camera. (laughs) Come on, Chris, give yourself a little bit more credit. Come on, Pat. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. I wouldn't say I'm a pro, though. <laughs> no. Would uh, you say that you are magical? <laughs> you know, I do love Trying to be. That's well, awesome. you know, Chris, you're not just a fool with a camera. You're our fool with a camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Am oh, I right, that's Bill? touching. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That, uh, that, that broke me up a little bit. <laughs> so, Meg, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. All right, I'm ready. What is your favorite and least favorite attractions in Walt Disney World? Okay, so just all Walt Disney World, like all park by park, Disney or just all of it? No, just just meshing them all together. If you had to pick okay. ultimate favorite, ultimate least favorite. Mm, okay, ultimate favorite. I was trying to determine this the other day, and I feel like you could ask me this tomorrow, and I could give you an entirely different answer. I bounce around so much with stuff. But I have to say, because it was gone for so long, and it's just always the one that I think if I could transport myself to Disney right now, I want to be riding this, it's the People Mover. That's my my ultimate favorite attraction. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's Bill's favorite, too. 
Yep, I love it. That's my absolute favorite. I love the people. Oh, look at that right there. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's my favorite. My least favorite. Oh my gosh. It's a good thing when you really don't have a least favorite, but if I had to have a least favorite, I'm going to say, I have two things actually that come to mind. One is, I talked about this also recently in a video. It's actually, don't hate me, but the Muppets, Muppets 3D movie. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's like, I talk about this in a recent vlog. I have like a whole backstory of like, it traumatized me as a small child because they were mean to the little bunny. I I just like, I don't. (laughs) I never got into it. I never got into it. And like, even now watching it as an adult, I sit there and I'm just like, yeah, eh, like I wouldn't be, I would be okay if they did something all new with that Muppets courtyard area there. Cause it really now when you have Star Wars and then you go Muppets and then Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I feel like there's not really a flow there. So I feel like that whole Muppets area in Hollywood Studios, I'd like to see something new come there. So that's, that would probably be my, my least favorite that or so I also said there was like a second one that popped in my head mission space because I've only ever done the green version and I felt very claustrophobic. It like, wasn't, everyone's like, Oh, it's just like sore. And I'm like, "Eh, not, not really. No, it's not, not to be able to end all. And I've never, I don't think I could handle the orange version myself. I'm not like, I can do some roller coasters, but I don't like super intense, like spinning out of of control rides. So yeah, probably mission space would be least favorite. (laughs) Samantha here agrees with you. She said it before you there we go. It. She said mission space is least favorite. And I got to be honest with you. I don't even know why the ride is still there. Yeah. I, people don't go in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, there's always a five minute wait. And I, well, to be fair to the ride, I drank around the world and decided that it would be fun to go on it for the first time. <laughs> uh, that didn't end well. Oh, Samantha also says Brianna has a new friend. Well, see, because Brianna has also has, uh, Muppet phobia. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she also does not. So, do you not? You did not like the Muppets at all, or just the ride? Oh no, I like the Muppets. I just okay. don't like that attraction. Like I said, it was like a childhood, like traumatic experience that I didn't like the show. And yeah, so it's just like it's made me not like that movie. But I like the Muppets. Like I love Kermit and Miss Piggy, and like I don't have like a Muppet phobia per se, but. Yeah. I just, especially when I think of that whole area in Hollywood studios, I'm always like, they could do something else with this here. Like really bring something else in here, even just expand the star Wars, you know, area there or something. Yeah. I agree with that completely. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I I think we've talked about it here on the podcast before how, uh, just as you said, you've got star tours and then you leave star tours and uh, uh, go into Muppet land. And then you go back to star Wars. It's weird. Right. It doesn't really flow. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they could somehow move star tours to where Muppet vision is. And then they could kind of seamlessly integrate those, (laughs) even though it wouldn't go, it wouldn't make sense with the timeline of galaxy's edge. But then again, star tours doesn't even have a timeline on one ride. You'll see Darth Vader and Kylo Ren in the same room. So, (laughs) Yeah, like Star Tours has just kind of like evolved into its own thing. Yeah. I do have to appreciate though, like it's cool when you're standing in. I noticed this, you know, I really like let this sink in this past trip that I just got back from in May. That in Star Tours, you can still see like the ATATs there are like built like facades. You see, yeah, the back of them is not complete because it's meant to be like you're on a studio backlot. And I was like, you know, I appreciate that this is still here because it does remind me of the old school Hollywood studios, which like, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, 
I would love to ride the backlot tour one more time. Like I do miss that because I love filmmaking, like editing and everything. I did always love like the old school Hollywood studios. And so as much as I now love Toy Story and I love Galaxy's Edge, love them. It's like, I do miss, you wish it all could just still be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that they, well, they couldn't just add on to it as opposed to taking right. things out, you know, um, they had to evolve, I think, because Universal, when they started that single IP theme land with Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and Disney knew that this was the direction in which theme parks were going. People weren't responding so much to the behind the scenes tour stuff, you know? So they that's when they switched to the Galaxy's Edge land and the Toy Story land. They knew that's the direction in which it was going. But I agree with you. I wish that that element was still there and they could have added on with that type of stuff, but it is what it is. So in Hollywood studios, it sounds like that's uh, uh, well, first off, let me take a step back and, and ask your favorite park as a whole, which one uh, would that be? Would it be Hollywood studios or actually no, it always comes down between either Epcot or animal kingdom. Those are my top two. If I had to pick one, though, probably Epcot, because that's where all the festivals are. It's, yeah, I'm an Epcot girl. Mm-hmm. And in Epcot, what's your uh, what's your favorite ride? Ooh, my favorite ride in Epcot. Actually, another one that might surprise some people, but if, if you watch my blogs, you'll know, Living with the Land. I always say, actually, that that's the people mover of Epcot, I feel. So I love Living with the Land. That's awesome. I feel like that's kind of an obscure one. And of course, I always love, I have to do Soren every single time and, you know, test track, but Living with the land. That's that's another one that I always think if I could just transport myself to Disney just to ride one ride, I just want to be on that and just go around and have that relaxing side of Disney. There's nothing wrong with that. Living the land is a phenomenal ride. Yes. It's and I'm a I'm a sucker for the Disney dark rides. Could be a dark ride, mm-hmm. anything. I don't care. Uh Spaceship Earth is is my favorite at uh, yes. at uh Epcot. Uh and uh Garrett says, yes, Epcot. So that's going to make me break out for the first time, Bill. Mm-hmm. Yes, board. Yes. Meg, yes, can, we get a, can we get a yes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Phenomenal. Got it. Phenomenal. Okay, so after that interview, what do you say, Bill, that we jump into some of the rumors that we got going? All right. So what's the first rumor that we got up tonight? Uh, Let's see here. We have a rumor about Tron. Yeah, it looks like the uh, the Tron light cycle construction has picked up speed and may be ready for spring 2022. Now, it's not a rumor that the construction has picked up speed. That's a fact. They have have, uh, construction crews out there. They were taking things out of the inside, I think, to start to really build the inside. Um, the canopy is going up. So that's not a rumor. That is very much true. The rumor is, will it be ready in spring of 2022? I think it's going to be more towards summer of 2022 myself. But whatever it is, it's going to be great. It's The thing is beautiful. Have you ever watched it on YouTube? I have not. Meg, what about you? I have watched it on YouTube, yes, and it's. I'm so excited for this one. It seems like my perfect level of thrill of a roller coaster. I just, I've been so excited for this one since it's been announced. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it seems like it's short. It's a short ride, but it looks intense. I mean, you're on a bike and I just hope it's fat person friendly. That's the only <laughs> thing I wish, <laughs> you know, but Disney's good with that. They're good with poo sized people, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it'll be good because, uh, don't, I hope it's not like built like, uh, uh, space mountain, which is like a getting into a bobsled. It's hell getting out of that thing. But, but, uh, yes, I am very much looking forward to Tron. And what do we got up next, Bill? Look at this. Yes. Fireworks displays may be back by early July. I'm excited about this one. Well, uh, so you're excited about it, Meg? What if you had to guess? When do you think the fireworks will be returning? I would say, with everything that you know, I haven't experienced it when I was just in Disney this last, you know, end of May, and like even since being back home and just watching other people's vlogs and everything, it's very obvious that more and more each day, Disney's starting to bring back some normalcy. You know, we're seeing the distancing markers disappear, especially now that you can be outside without a mask on. Like, I think there's no reason at this point that they can't bring the fireworks back. So, I think this timeline of July makes a lot of sense like especially for fourth of july i think that would be like the perfect time to bring it back so that that makes sense to me i would imagine probably if not july definitely by august because i think they're going to want to have everything like ready and going before the 50th that's my guess which is your uh favorite uh firework uh display Happily Ever After. <laughs> That's my favorite. If I could say Illuminations, I'd say Illuminations, but I know it's no longer there. But <laughs> I'm still salty about Illuminations. I know. Absolutely. But I'm excited for what's to come. But yeah, I am, I'm missing my Illuminations. But yeah, if I had to say of the current show, is definitely Happily Ever After. I love It's just every time I see it, it just brings a tear in my eye. Speaking of what Epcot's doing with Harmonious is they've been doing a lot of fireworks testing. Uh, people Absolutely. have seen it from the beach club and uh, the boardwalk. Uh, they're doing the testing all the time. So maybe when it comes back, they're just going to stop with the Epcot forever. Cause they already have the big, whatever that thing is. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, spaced uh, continuum thing that uh, yeah. is out there, the star gate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they already have that up and, and they've, been te- they've been testing. Have you seen so- them in person yet? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I didn't think – I honestly didn't think it was as bad as people were saying. Like, a lot of people were saying, eh, it obstructed the views. And, and honestly, there was a lot of places you could still see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is large. There's <laughs> no question. Um, yeah, so hope maybe they will just stop doing Epcot Forever, which I'll be glad of because I was not impressed with Epcot Forever whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and just go to Harmonious, which which would be fantastic. I think that makes sense because at this point they already have everything in place that I think you would have to almost like take elements away to go back to the temporary show for a brief time. I think it makes more sense just to go all out and go back to harmony, like begin harmonious. That yeah. would make the most sense in my mind. So we'll see. That would be, yeah. what do you think is going to be the first show? Do you think it's just going to be like, bam, Disney's doing fireworks in all the parks? Or do you think like one will probably start before the others? That for me, I think it's definitely that. Uh, and uh, whether it be uh, Happily Ever After or uh, Fantasmic, those mm-hmm. two are probably going to be among the first back. I could see Epcot maybe not having a fireworks show until they're ready to unload um, Harmonious. 
Uh, so we may experience more of a delay in fireworks shows coming back to Epcot. That's my thought on that anyway. Barry, what about you? My guess would be, um, well, one of the things I want to talk about was Fantasmic. I think that the, after this, I, I think they're going to go with a virtual line for Fantasmic. I think they're going to have maybe not boarding groups. They'll do it separately, but they can't have that thing packed like they did before. I mean, they can maybe, but I don't think they would. I think people are now comfortable with spacing things out. So maybe when they first start it, have people have to check into it, you know, and then once all the seats are gone, and then you can have people spaced out. I think that would be the best way to go about something like that because that place, that thing is huge. It's it's like an amphitheater. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That was always the worst trying to get out of there at night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like leaving a concert. It's Mm -hmm. like leaving a concert. Speaking of uh, virtual cues, Barry. Yes. Uh, actually, I think Disney Dining posted this just a little bit earlier. Um, Disney has now – it's very subtle. Disney has changed the wording. It used to be five-minute wait times. They've changed it all to say st- uh, standby wait, which, of course, means in line, five-minute in line wait, which is interesting because what we were talking about before, Bill, what were we talking about before with maybe – The standby? Cues? Yeah, having yeah. much more virtual cues. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this might be a hint towards that. Now, I hope, I hope they don't make all the rides virtual cues. I hope they don't do that because the park will be packed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if you think, and that's the big thing I kept thinking about is if you think about all of the people who aren't walking along the, uh, the uh the you know just the areas uh because they are in line waiting for something you empty out all of those lines into the park and you're not going to be able to get anywhere yeah and i guess what they're thinking is if you're not in line you're out there buying stuff so (laughs) it, it makes sense but i can see a much more crowded just the park area we'll see like i said totally imagine fantasy land under that scenario, Fantasyland already is just chaos and wall to wall people. Uh, can you imagine Fantasyland if no one's waiting in line? Yeah. Well, once you get, you know, it's crowded in that area. Right when you get down to the small world in between Peter Pan, you yeah. know how it gets so crowded? Actually, mm-hmm. at that area, it can only be Bill and I next to each other. That's the only. We can't, yeah, that's can't the be, sad thing about that. Yeah, and it's only, usually yeah. it's also cast members then just pointing and laughing as well. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> All right. So that's the rumors for the, for this evening. Oh, wait. No, we have another one. Wrong. Wrong. Is Disney maybe maybe back by full capacity by mid-July. Now, this is a huge rumor, which is something that we've heard. And uh, we have a picture here, folks listening on the podcast. And it looks like herding cattle. I mean, it's uh, this gives me a, almost a panic attack. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, Meg, you were there, and it looked like to me in one of your videos that you were enjoying the low crowds. Yes, I was definitely, you know, this is one of the things, and I think I mentioned it in the most recent video, it was like, I don't like the circumstances, obviously, that's like under that we've gotten to experience, like back in the fall, especially, like experiencing those extremely low crowds, because it obviously meant, everything we were going through in the world. I'd rather it be, you know, life was back to normal, but 
I do think during this past year, we've gotten to kind of see that interesting perspective of like, my parents made an interesting comment, like, you know, they've been going to Disney since, you know, way back, you know, right when they first got married and everything. And they said this was kind of what Disney felt like when you visited in like the early 90s, you know, it was like that it hadn't blown up yet to what it had been like. So it was kind of cool to have that perspective of like, you know, oh, yeah, this is kind of like, how it once was when you could kind of walk around, take in the finer details. It was a little more relaxed. And I really think what you guys are saying makes so much sense about the wait times. I hope that they don't go to like full virtual queues because exactly everyone's going to be packed out in the streets. Like you need people inside somewhere at times to make that balance out there. So yeah, I hope that doesn't happen, but we shall see. So <laughs> I think uh, it attractions like the more popular ones definitely but yeah you need some things that people are standing doing something for a while you need people eaters because the, yes. the parks are the, they're, they're crazy to begin with anyway mm-hmm. uh kyle mentions that uh, ohana will uh be both open back in uh, early july and uh, barry you know what ohana means right yes it means both hello and goodbye oh right <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I believe, yeah, I think it's uh, uh, both hello and goodbye in Irish, right? Okay. Oh, Hannah. <laughs> but what does it really mean? Uh, it means family, Barry. That's right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm just a moron. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Missy, Missy says, do you think that they will ever allow for uh, one-on-one meets for princesses and other characters? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's. I think character meets in Disney are the backbone of Disney. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like I said before, when you take your kid to Disney World, what do you want to do? You want to get a picture of Mickey Mouse. That's what you want to do. It's one of the big things about Walt Disney World that sets it apart from other places. So they're going to eventually bring that back. Um, I have no, I have no question in my mind. What do you guys think? I feel like they have to. I mean, like you said, that's like the classic Disney commercial is, you know, you run up hugging Mickey Mouse. Like that's just so quintessential Disney. It's like, yeah, that has to, in some way, I would love to even see if they would kind of start even utilizing the old, like, you know, meet and greet areas. And even if like right now during this time, it's still kind of like a, they're back behind a, you know, barrier or something, but you're still able to like get a picture more up close or have more of a one-on-one talk than just waving to them from the train station. I, I think it has to come back pretty soon. And I think they're probably thinking about that. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kim uh, points out that, uh, the kids are yelling at us because, uh, we're not very smart when it comes to words like Ohana. (laughs) That's why we want to get, we want to get them yelling. Uh, That's what, that's what we do here. Um, all right. So what do you say now? We, we've, we've cooked up. Well, we've actually, we've done this before, but um, we have a little bit of a, of a this or that, or would you rather game yes. that we wanted to play? And uh, we want you folks to play at home. Can, and we especially want, uh, we want to get to know Meg better. We want to know exactly what she likes and what she dislikes in Walt Disney World. So I'm going to start off with Meg, which is the first question. And like I said, guys, please comment what you think. Uh, and here we go. Here's the first one. Now, Meg, would you rather ride the teacups or Dumbo over and over from open to close? Oh, my goodness. Okay. 
I'm going to say Dumbo right away because the teacups will make me dizzy like they have in the past. If I'm spinning too much, yeah. So, and also not just because of that, because you can make your teacup not spin as much. But I love Dumbo that you're like up and you're like seeing things. You see the castle. Like I, if I have to be riding it all day, I feel like the people watching, you know, and just taking everything in will be better on Dumbo. So that's my answer. Locking it in. <laughs> what about you, Bill? Bill, if you could fit on Dumbo. Or what would, well, well, I mean, I here's the thing on that. They have like a special large man version of yeah. it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like last time I wrote it, uh, like all of the cast members, they were like, hey, look at Dumbo riding Dumbo, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. Um, uh, but uh, I, I, too, would uh, pick Dumbo for the exact same reason as Meg there. Um yeah, I, I, I can't handle the teacups. I've only done them once. That's more than enough for me. Uh, and uh, I, I will ride Dumbo all day. What about you, Barry? Um, you know, I, I used to like the teacups until uh, Rudy uh, bet me to to do to, to spin it as long as I could uh, for the entirety of the ride, and uh, wasn't that wasn't a good idea either. So I Dumbo, even though I've never been on it. Really? No, nah, I've never been on it. Um, but I have been on uh, the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which I'm assuming is the same thing. It's basically the same yes, thing. Yeah. yeah. I actually so, like the carpets better. I kind of like the views over there of Adventureland. And I, I like Adventureland is probably my favorite land in the Magic Kingdom. I just love the palm trees and the tropical theming. So, yeah, that's my favorite, actually, over Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to the next one. Here's a question. This is a would you rather... Meg, would you rather stay off property for seven days or on property at a deluxe resort of your choice for two days? Oh, I have to say off property for seven days, just because right now that I'm not a local, it's the more time I can get in the magic, the better. And that's actually, if you watch my vlogs, you'll see my family and I, we stay off property a lot for that very same reason right there. It's just... The more days we can get, but if I was living there and offered this, hands down, I would be like the mm-hmm. two nights stay and start checking off some of those, you know, resorts I've always wanted to stay at on property. But yeah, for right answering it right now, definitely off property. You, you on, know, Bill. I find uh, uh, one of the uh, the best things is when I end up agreeing with uh, with Meg, and it sounds like we're going to do this the whole time. So. <laughs> for the exact same reasons i would uh, say the, the the same thing um you know as we've talked about here before barry uh, we we uh, stay off property more often than we are on property anymore yeah. and uh, we have a place that uh, has like a stove and a full kitchen and uh you know more than enough room so when you come back from a day at the parks you're not just confined to a uh, small hotel room. Um, and I enjoy that so much more. I enjoy being able to go back and uh, uh, put a frozen pizza in the oven and uh, just sit around the table and eat pizza and uh, be stupid. Excuse me. Was that you, Bill? I don't know what that was, actually. but uh, <laughs> you know, I got a text on my thing. I oh. forgot someone is connected to my computer. All good. All good. Uh-oh. Now, now they're apologizing for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I do that? Good, yes. uh, 
So anyone who is a friend of Meg, yes, if you, for the rest of the podcast, if you could send her lots of text messages, <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, I agree. Off There's just too much value in seven days because besides where we stay, Bill, there are a lot of places that offer really yeah. good rates that are right near Disney um, that are much cheaper. Uh, like we said, the Best Western at Disney Springs Hotels, you know? And the B-dub. Those, yeah, and those are actually larger, actually bigger than like the value resort hotels. Which mm-hmm. are, yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk smack on Disney, but they're like closets. Those, those. Yeah, they are. And yeah. uh, the beat up has a uh, Pizza Hut in the uh, in the lobby. You can't get that. It's uh, true. Uh-huh. So very true. Um, okay, on to our next one here. Okay, Meg, would you take unlimited fast passes? Or unlimited quick service meals for your entire oh. stay. Oh my gosh, unlimited quick service. That's like, yeah. that's the best value right there. You're speaking my language with the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, the quick service. Okay. How about you, Bill? Quit taking my answers, mate. Do you see the shirt over there? It's all my Disney snacks, too. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and uh, the Dole Whip right there. That mm-hmm. Mickey Pretzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's uh, it's a whole lot of amazing on your shirt, but yeah, uh, same same thing. I don't mind some lines, uh, but uh, give me, uh, you, you know, and I don't think anyone is surprised. You know, no one's going. Oh, there's a surprise. Bill is picking food. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. We're talking about. I'm going to put Rise of the Resistance in there too. Oh, as many times as you want. Over and over and over and over, we're talking about Flight of Passage. We're talking about Rise of the Resistance. We're talking about every single attraction, unlimited fast passes for the entirety of your stay. I don't know. I'm picking fast passes. Okay. Seems like you're, that's the majority there. Most people are saying yeah. fast passes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's tempting, but it's just, I, I'm such a, like we were talking about with Stano property, I, I look right now to save money and it's like. Yeah. Oh, no question. That's, no yeah, question. it's a pretty good value. I think I got to stick with my answer. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, no, it's, it's a it, 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 may, it makes perfect sense. I am just I'm an attractions guy. I love to just ride, rides, 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 rides. That's why I'm not a big quit. Uh, I'm not a big Bill and I both not a big sit down restaurant person because it seems like it takes up a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's expensive. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's only one person that said. um Quick service out of like 12. really, yeah. I thought that'd be more popular. Huh. Okay, so out of these two, which one would you rather have back at the moment, fireworks or parades? Can fireworks. I go first? Oh, oh no. <laughs> did we tie again? With the same yes, answer? we. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, I insist next time I go first. So I make you make you say same, but yes, fireworks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both of you have fireworks. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Great. Although Um, I would, uh, I would love hearing, uh, you know, have good, 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 good time. I'd love to hear that going through the park again, but as a whole fireworks, are you on that same boat, Barry? Yeah, definitely fireworks. I mean, um, fireworks, you can see from any part of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my cat is vomiting. I don't know if you can hear that. No, I don't think you'd want to hear. A- Kiwi, not during the podcast. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I would say definitely fireworks. You can hear mm-hmm. it. You can see it anywhere around the parks. And the parades are just, they're good. They're great for kids. To see in the kids' faces during those parades are just fantastic. But, um, yeah, I would definitely have to go with uh, with fireworks. Especially okay. right now, you have those cavalcades. So it's like you kind of get a little bit of a parade. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I need of a parade. I've I've never quite understood like camping out an hour in advance to just see folks walk by. I I don't I don't get that completely. So well, we did it for the Super Bowl parade. We were there uh, yep. when when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Nice. Yeah, and that was very interesting. As a matter of fact, that was in February. Just I think it was well one month yeah. before the parks yeah. closed mm-hmm. because of COVID. So. Yeah, that was actually really fun. Okay, on to the next. Would you rather spend the day playing with toys from Toy Story or spend the day at the arcade from Wreck-It Ralph? I have to... No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm hoping that we may disagree here. So so I disagree? Okay. I have to say Toy Story. I have actually never seen Wreck-It Ralph. Never seen it. So... If I see it, that could change. But right now, I'm going to say classic Toy Story. And I am going to go with Wreck-It Ralph. Only from a standpoint of... So, I mean, number one, just... uh, I I don't know if anyone wants to have the visual of me just on the floor playing with my Toy Story toys all day. (laughs) Um but on top of that, just kind of, I'd imagine there'll be more variety in what you can do with the arcade, going from different game to different game and and all of that. So so you're saying that you can go into each game? No, I, I just, you know, I would just go to the game and play it okay. is, is all I figured. But there's variety in, in the video games that there are. Mandy, if you could uh, send Meg a quick text, would you? <laughs> Hi, Mandy. Hi, Dolan. I saw some people. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All of you people, please send Meg texts. (laughs) I would go with Toy Story. I'm going to go with Toy Story. They'd be fun. They're characters, man. Wait, now are these, are these, are they alive? Are we playing with them like alive? I think this is yours, Bill. This is one of yours. I know, but I just assumed it was just playing with toys, not, not the actual like, toys came to life because I'm a human and they're not allowed to do that around me. Well, but I if, thought, if all the toys are alive, I'm picking the toys. I thought you meant they were alive. Or you're, I get to play with them. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, okay. cool. Yeah. So okay. can we do that alive? <laughs> well, if they're alive, then Meg and I are still tied. Okay. <laughs> Dawn's here. She says, hi, Kim's picking hi. the arcade. All right, let's zoom through these because, as usual, we're over our time already. But who cares? Something else to do. Okay, yeah, we are alerting the affiliates that uh, we're running late, <laughs> uh, so the next podcast will have to wait. Yes, Meg, would you rather visit Wonderland or Neverland? Ooh, that's probably Neverland, just because that's very. I I love that movie. I love Peter Pan, classic Peter Pan's flight ride. It's just like it's very whimsical, mm-hmm. and I, I like. The whole Neverland vibe, yeah. Yes. I can't shake the whole Wonderland just being like a chaos-filled uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, everyone has um, like different um, – how do I want to say this? Um, just 
it's it's like a psychological nightmare yes. uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would ever pick to just go to chaos over a place where it's just, um, I don't know, uh, uh, less chaos. Now, granted, it's a little bit of chaos. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just name Bill. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, it, there's a, a lot of things in Alice in Wonderland that are creepy, kind of. It's yeah. Almost- and, you know, I, I would not pick Wonderland because um, uh, we were at 1800 Park Fair, or is it 1900 Park Fair? 1900, yeah. 100. Yeah, well, we weren't, uh, we couldn't afford 1900, so we had to go to 1800. <laughs> we yeah. Work your way off. Yeah, exactly. And um, the characters creeped me out. You had the Mad Hatter. I, I was like, get away from me, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, he was, he was, he was a little creepy. I can't. He was in character. <laughs> yeah, he was in character and he was doing the laugh, the hoo 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 hoo. I was like, all right, dude, enough. Too much. Trying to, yeah. try to eat my pancakes. All right. Um, all right. Next, I'm going to ask Bill this first, Bill, because I think this is going to be a good answer for Bill because he loves both these characters. Bill, what would you rather have, Ariel's voice or Rapunzel's hair? Well, I think either of those would uh, be incredible on me. I mean, if you think about it, imagine everything I'm saying sounding like Ariel right now. And that would be amazing. But... Wow, it sounds like somebody already has Ariel's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've never liked how I've looked with long hair. So for that reason, I'm going to uh, pick Ariel's voice. Okay. What about you, Meg? Once again, I'm there with Bill. Ariel's voice, because I cannot sing. And I've always wanted to be able to sing. And so, yeah, definitely Ariel's voice. She's my favorite princess, too, Ariel, so. Me, I am picking. I am picking Rapunzel's hair because <laughs> I've been bald my entire life, and all I've ever wanted was long flowing locks. <laughs> anyway, after that there you spiel, go. that's a good answer. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, next. Okay, ready? This is this. We have a couple of one has to goes. Okay, one has to go, Meg. Mickey Ooh. bars or Mickey pretzels? Ah. Oh my goodness. It's so hard because it's sweet and savory. It's like, you know, I think both of them are on my shirt too. But okay, if I have to pick one, I'm a chocolate girl. So I have to go with, if one has to go, okay, we're going to get rid of Mickey pretzels. As hard as that is, because, oh, I do love my Mickey pretzels, but that's my answer. Meg and I have our first disagreement. How oh. about that? I am uh, I am definitely uh, getting rid of uh, the Mickey bars and keeping the Mickey pretzels. Yes. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you know, Meg, that the pretzels around us are very good, Philly pretzels. Uh, yes, yeah, and uh, they're they're tremendous, and especially around you, I know you got a lot of Amish people that make their own pretzels, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't mean to say you're Amish. You're not Amish, but you, you live. They're, they're nearby. Yeah. I, yeah I, I we, lo- we actually have I, a lot of Amish markets and their pretzels mm-hmm. are great. So I'm never impressed with the Mickey pretzels. And I know they're Mickey shaped and they're, they're magical. Um, but I would have to say, get rid of the Mickey pretzels. I think that was my feelings too. It was just that I feel like I can go down the road and yeah, get 
a similar like you know it's mm-hmm. gonna be kind of the same thing but a mickey freeman bar that's just you can't kind of replicate that anywhere else let's see but you can you can go to a lot of grocery stores and get it anywhere you want they whereas you, you they're not the same. they taste kind of different the chocolate is not the same don't i've had them before like... from yeah <laughs> 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 I've never had the ones in the grocery stores, but I could see them being different. I could see they them are being... different. Mm-hmm. They're uh, still very good. I love them. Yeah. I do love them every time they have when because I don't think they carry them all the time. It's like you have to get mm-hmm. it at a certain time. But when they have them, I stock up on them because they are great. But it doesn't compare still to like there's a certain type of chocolate they use on those actual. Yes, yeah. they're very sensitive. Not the same chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. best still. And uh, Sam brings up a point, Barry, that uh, I was uh, I was going to uh, say as well. Uh, the fact that uh, Meg has, is joining us via internet kind of confirms she is not Amish. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's not using the electricity free internet. Um, so, but well, yeah. but when but when she joined us, I thought I heard that the, the AOL. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump on to our next one, which is would you ride would you like to ride Haunted Mansion or Space Mountain with the lights on? Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Because uh Haunted Mansion with the lights on, I don't see what good that does. You know, the whole the whole charm of Haunted Mansion is that it is a haunted mansion. And you just go through with the lights on. You see, like I would, the the reflection in that uh, uh, hallway alone would ruin it for me. You know, uh, the, the it would just ruin all of the illusions. You couldn't see any any of the Peppers ghost stuff uh, because the lights are on and everything else. Whereas uh, if you're going with uh, Space Mountain with the lights on, you get to see kind of the magic behind it. Uh, but uh, in, in a way that just doesn't completely ruin everything. What say you, Meg? That actually, we're disagreeing again here, Bill. So I'm going to say mansion on this one. And I so I've experienced being on the people mover and having the lights on on Space Mountain. So I have seen that. And I still would love to ride Space Mountain with the lights on at some point. But if I had to pick between these, I would say Haunted Mansion because I, I love... I have a thing about like the behind the scenes of Disney. I love that. I love kind of seeing a little bit behind the curtain. I think that's so cool. Like I've done before the keys to the kingdom tour and I could just spend all day and like those utility doors like that really excites me. I have been evacuated off rides before. Like I got evacuated. I have a video on my channel of being evacuated off big thunder mountain, which was like one of the best Disney days. <laughs> like I, I get so excited about things like that. Like I love that behind the curtain look. So for me, it would have to be Haunted Mansion because I think that's just something that, like, when would you get to see that? And even though, like, yeah, it's not letting some of the effects work, I think it would just be, like, you would see that behind-the-scenes aspect. So, I, and Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite attractions, too. So, it, I have to go with that one. <laughs> Meg, I'm going to give ourselves a shameless plug here. We did a interview with a man named Jason Sorrell, who is um, who was a former Imagineer who was the creative director for the refurb of Haunted Mansion. He's the um, one who he's the one who designed um the epitaph out front of uh what's what's the the Madame Leota um and uh, the uh, stairwell 
that uh, is uh, the kind of the endless stairwell. The staircase, um, yeah. You know the 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 headstone uh, before you get into the building that blinks at you, the Madame Leota yes. thing. Mm-hmm. He designed that. And really? Yeah, uh-huh. he designed that, and he was he worked on a whole bunch of attractions. A great movie ride. Then he was a creative director at Universal. Um, I have to send that to you because if you like Haunted Mansion, yes, please, you will definitely like that episode. It was a great interview. Oh my gosh, um, yeah, yeah. But okay, let's. Uh, okay, here's a here's, that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right, here's a fun one. Let's jump over to this one. Would you rather get wasted and ride Mission Space <laughs> or Star Tours? <laughs> Wow. Mission Mission Splash. <laughs> Did I say Mission Splash? Yeah, it's a Mission Splash. Oh. It it, uh, it uh, is uh, a fun thing of Greer Rabbit getting shot into outer space. It is uh, an amazingly fun. I uh, think I was wasted when I was making it. I was going to say, were you wasted when you wrote it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be Mission Space, folks. Okay. Pretty good shot into space. <laughs> Well, Meg, I you take this one. I, probably the only way that you get me on Mission Space or Mission Splash is if I had a few drinks because I like I, I'm terrified of like that orange version because you hear so many stories about people getting off of it and feeling like they're about to you know pass out. Like I just that I know would be way too intense for me. So that would probably be the only way I would get on <laughs> Mission Splash. Yeah, yeah, I um, I agree with you. I would rather do Star Tours. Um, I right. guess I if mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if if I were to get on uh, drinking on Mission Space, and I still had my drink, it would become Mission Splash. Am I right? No, boo. Yeah, I boo. I hate myself a little bit for saying it. <laughs> I, I'm going with uh, yeah, Star Tours. Star and Star Tours actually gets me a little motion sick. Um, but it's definitely better than Mission Space. Has to be. It is. All right, we only have a few of these left, and we're way over. I don't want to keep Meg here. Oh, no but, worry, you're good. Okay. All right, this is a good one. I think you're gonna like this one, Meg. Would you rather stay in Cinderella's Castle Suite for one night, or in the Polynesian Village Resort bungalow for a week? Oh my gosh! Oh, that one is hard. That is so hard because you can't book. Cinderella like you can't book that money can't buy that so like part of me is so tempted to say Cinderella Castle like if this was just a standard Polynesian week stay Mm -hmm. in just a standard room I'd probably tell you Cinderella Castle Suite yeah but I've also so badly wanted forever to stay and step foot in one of those bungalows Mm -hmm. I actually as and I'm shocked I'm saying this because I've wanted to go into that Cinderella Castle Suite. I think that's every Disney fan's dream right there. But if it's for an entire week, and I just know how expensive it is for the bungalow, I think I have to say bungalow, even though, yeah. Oh, that's hard. That is a really hard one. We don't have- Everyone's saying castle. I mean, that maybe that's smarter to say castle, but I, I have well, always been tempted by those bungalows. Tiffany says she wants to stay at Star Tours for a week. <laughs> oh, wow. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, go ahead. I, I, I agree with, uh, Meg, uh, the universe is right again. Uh, Meg and I are on the same team. <laughs> um, I would, f- I, I think I would feel it incredibly claustrophobic, uh, staying in Cinderella's castle because like, once you get there, there's nowhere else you can go. And I, I, I don't know why, but I just have issue 
with stuff like that. I'd be like, okay, but I'd get to my room. What if I wanted to go out for a second? I couldn't, I couldn't go out. I couldn't do that. And I know that makes me weird, Mm -hmm. but that I, I don't think I would be able to fully enjoy the castle. So I would have to pick the bungalows. Plus the, the just the view and everything of the bungalows. How do you how do you not do that? Yeah, um, that's- yeah. Well, the the castle. I'm sure it's great. I've seen it again on YouTube. I've watched it on YouTube. Yeah. It's it's very nice. Um, it doesn't have any windows, which is weird. It has windows, but you can't look out of it. Yeah. So I I I know it's you can't. You only can get invited, or uh, they have kids up there sometimes, like like sick kids and stuff. That's great. But geez, a whole week. In the bungalow? In a bungalow. That's, <laughs> that's got to be great. And you know, um, but you, what if I up the ante here? What if I say one day at Cinderella's Castle and then six glorious nights at the best Western Disney Springs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. But still, the bungalow. Like, I, yeah. just, yeah. I, I think I'm still bungalow, believe it or not. It's but just, does bungalow yeah. have a pizza hut? So. <laughs> you bring up a good point. Uh huh. And uh, Mary Money over here says mm-hmm. Polly can be done with money. The castle you can't. Well, you know. unbelievable. I'd imagine if you have enough money, you could do the castle. Mm, I don't know. I know people. I, uh, have, well, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, we're gonna Sometimes we're gonna have celebrities. Yeah, they. Yeah, I assume you have so. enough money. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to end this with two one has to goes. One has to go. Phantasmic or happily ever after? Mm. And it goes mm. forever. It's it's gone. It's okay. defunct. I uh, have to say goodbye to Phantasmic, I think. Happily ever after, I think, is uh, is uh, too good. I think uh, I think you can you can do something else with the characters and uh, everything else in that space. Um, if I had to pick one, happily ever after stays. Fantastic is out the dough. I have to agree with you. That is, we're back on again <laughs> filming. It's yeah, like I said earlier, happily ever after is one of my favorite fireworks shows on all the property. So yeah, I can't get rid of that one. And Fantastic, while I love it, it is showing its age. Like it's, it needs a refresh in there. And it always seems like I feel like I, I can't even remember the last time that I've done Fantastic. Because it just seems like it's always such a time obligation. Like we talked about earlier, it's like you're jammed in there and then trying to get out. And, you know, it, it just usually it, it's like a rare uh, like time that we actually stop and watch Fantasmic. So, yeah, I would like to see something maybe new come in there, update the characters or something. Or, yeah, just more fireworks in there. They, they could do something else. Yeah. That's, that makes three of us. Um, mm-hmm. I do love Fantasmic. I think it's a great show. It's a great show. It but is. There's something special about Happily Ever After. Yes. There's something special. Even even though it's only been open for a little bit, I it always never fails to amaze me when I watch it. Um, okay, here's the last one. The last one is Soren or Flight of Passage. One has to go. Mm. <clears throat> Meg, you want to take this one first? Okay, I if one has to go, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say Soren because I love Flight of Passage. It's just it, it's Soren, you know, 2.0, like everybody says. But <laughs> you you offended Bill. You offended <laughs> Bill. He dropped out. He 
dropped out. This is what but he does. I have to say, if we could bring it back to the original Soren, I am not a big fan of Soren around the world. Originally, when it first came out, I was like, oh, yay, this is new. But the more that I ride Soren around the world, the more that I miss Soren over California. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I don't like all the CGI in it. I think it was a lot better as Soren over California. I would have rather, I always said, I wish they would have done like Soren over Florida for our Epcot, you know, something like that. And just the CGI, you lose the Eiffel Tower is always, you know, it's not straight and it's just, yeah. So because of that, yeah, Flight of Passage, it's, it's the best. Mandy agrees with me. There we Mandy go. Mandy says Flight of Passage is the best. Kim says Soren can go. And Chris says, buy Flight of Passage and take Dino Land with you as you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to have to say uh, I love Flight of Passage, but f- but for some reason, Soren gives me a sense of nostalgia, and I mm. don't know why. It has something to do with the music. It has something to do with the queue. It has something to do with the, with the scenery, even though I agree. I think Soren over California was better. But if we still had that, my answer would be different. It would. Yeah. But, mm. There's certain attractions I think that you go on and you go, okay, I'm in Disney World. You know, there's there's certain yeah. attractions that, you know, whether it's the Haunted Mansion or it could be anything. Actually, Carousel Progress does that for me too. But Soren oh. Soren does that for me. And that's why, even though I love Flight of Passage, I'm going to have to say that I would get rid of uh, Flight of Passage. So, yeah. First time I took my niece down to um, Walt Disney World, uh, first park we ended up, we, we when we got to the resort, we said, okay, whatever bus comes first is where we're going. And the first bus was was Epcot. So we went to Epcot. And the first ride we did was Soren. And then that became a tradition for us is every time we go down, we go to uh uh, Epcot first. We ride Soren first. It's it's the way we always started our trips. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that whole thing that you're saying, as far as uh, it is Disney, uh, that that ride is Disney to me, even though it's not the same. And I agree with uh, with you, Meg, that uh, Soren over California was much better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, they they did a they did us right by bringing back the orange smell over the island um and i love the smells as well uh but uh if one had to go uh flight of passage is out the dough out the dough okay that does it for our would you rather meg thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you guys this has been so fun yeah it was an absolute pleasure um, again, tell folks uh, the name of your YouTube channel and if you have an Instagram or anything else that you would like to uh, like to add. Yes. Yeah, so my YouTube channel, it is youtube.com slash Magical Meg. You can just search Magical Meg on YouTube um, and subscribe there. Also, I have a Facebook page, which is just you can look up Magical Meg, facebook.com slash Magical Meg. And my Instagram, which I post primarily when I'm not posting on YouTube, I'd say like my next social media that I post the most on is my Instagram. So that is um, magical Meg vlog all run together at magical Meg vlog. Very nice. Um, it's, you know what? And I didn't re- I didn't even know you had a Facebook channel until um, I figured I would just, cause I was watching you for so long and I was going, I would love to have her on as a guest. Like I, I was actually thinking that for the past few months oh. and I just, I just said, I was, I'm going to look for her on Facebook to see if she's on there. Um, and you were, and you're actually very active on Facebook too. It's not just YouTube. 
She's Thank very you. much active on Facebook. So all you guys here, I know you guys are we're on Facebook right now. Uh, go follow her at Facebook because she's very active on there too. Um, and yeah, yeah. Everybody go over to her YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, as far as us, Bill, where can folks find us? You're muted. 63rd episode is going to be so much better. I'm, I'm be sorry good. you had to experience yeah, right. that, Meg. Um, of, of course, they can find us where we are at right now on Facebook. Uh, or if you're catching this uh, on the, the replay on uh, any of your podcasting platforms, of course, you can find us there. Uh, iTunes, for example, or uh, uh, sorry, uh, Apple Podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, please check us out. And while you are there, please give us a five-star rating. We would love that. Uh, if you have less than a five-star rating, though, Barry, what should they do? You go over for Crazy for Disney podcast, <laughs> and you give them the one-star review. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. We're kidding. We're friends with them, and he lets us do this. Uh, I don't think he's gotten one negative review yet, so yeah, we're failing, yeah. Bill. We we have, though. Yeah, we did. We got one. Yeah, we have right. one... Uh, we have a lot of five star reviews, Meg, and then we have one uh, one star review. Our first one star review. We 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 made a whole segment about it on here. And you go, yeah, the video. Don't... Yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys, for joining us tonight. Thanks again for to Magical Meg for joining us tonight. It's been great. And uh, you all have a great night. Thank you, guys. It's been wonderful. Thank you.